physical, digital. Banks caught in the middle need not gravitate towards either pole. In fact, it's time to integrate them into the very seamless experience that defines Omnichannel at its finest. Customers expect it, but how can banks create the right unbeatable blend? To find out, we'll talk with Tom McDermott, co-founder and managing partner of Inver Consulting. Welcome to BAI Banking Strategies, where each week we'll focus on the key issues facing financial services leaders. We'll bring you objective opinions and actionable insights that will help you power smart decisions. I'm your host, Lou Carloso, the managing editor at BAI. Come on in. Thanks for tuning into the podcast, and we're excited to have you here with us. And today on the program, we have Tom McDermott. Tom is the co-founder and managing partner of Inver Consulting Group. That's a financial services consulting firm based in Atlanta. He has more than 25 years financial services experience in senior level roles with both large and small banks. Tom's a graduate of Stockton University, where he received his bachelor's of science in finance. Tom, great to have you here with us today. Great. Thanks so much. Before the podcast, we were talking about this concept of click and collect, and the retail industry has a lot to teach the banking industry. Amazon, that's an obvious example. Walmart, Kroger, many other companies. Clue us in as to what you think banks need to learn right now. It's a great question. So one of the big things is around omnichannel. So the last few years, omnichannel has been a word that bankers have come very familiar with, but not many organizations have really mastered it. And the retailers, like the ones you mentioned, the Amazons, the Targets, the Walmarts, and even the Krogers of the world are really at the forefront of trying to understand how do you connect that digital and physical experience. And one of the examples, especially with the Amazon purchase of Whole Foods, they now have within their app a way when you walk into Whole Foods and you can pull up an actual barcode that a cashier walks you through and they scan right there with all your items and you save as a Prime member. I had that experience just recently in Atlanta. It was amazing. And somebody who's a cashier being able to walk you through that really gives you the delight that what could happen from a banking perspective, financial services perspective, what could happen in the future for us. The other one is you kind of move on to Walmart and they're now using lockers much like Amazon and they're trying to find ways to where you can order your you know groceries that you normally buy, go into the store and pick it up or you can drive up and collect it and they'll bring it out to you. I have a 25-year-old daughter that uh, I told her I was going to use this example where she works for Home Depot in Atlanta and in her mind, she's very busy, so she doesn't have time to shop. But the first thing she does every day for her shopping is she goes onto the Kroger app, makes her list, actually goes ahead and then submits it and pulls up to Kroger. They come out. She looks at the fruits and vegetables and the meat, makes sure it's okay. She inspects it. And next thing you know, she's on her way. If I think about that from a banking perspective, especially from a small business kind of point of view like myself is you know what's to stop small business customers from when they have cash orders or they need coin or different things that they have on demand for them queuing up a transaction in the parking lot hitting submit and then the people within the branch would come out and actually give them the coin and currency they need now of course there's some security things associated with that i'm just using one example of where i think there's a lot of ways that we can learn from retailers and they're easily three to five years ahead of financial services. So really getting ahead of that and trying to find a way to really learn from them. 
three to five years, that's a lot of catching up to do in an age of artificial intelligence, machine learning. Going to venture a guess that that's only going to be a wider spread if banks don't start hitting the ground running now. We also talked a little bit beforehand about this idea of the digital ambassador. What is the digital ambassador concept and why is it crucial to the financial services industry? Yeah, much like the examples I use on the retailers over in the UK, they've been at this now for five years where they have these roles established. Barclays in particular is pretty amazing with the amount of work that they've done around this concept. And the whole purpose of a digital ambassador is really to promote digital education within the branch. And the best example of how successful they've been is I heard from them directly that they used to be considered the high street bank, right, which is the main street here in the U.S. and kind of old and stodgy. And now they're known as the digital disruptor bank. When you think about a bank that's over 200 plus years old being called a digital disruptor is kind of ironic. How about that? Yeah. That's incredible. Yeah. yeah. And, and their roles, they started off on a kind of volunteer basis where people signed up who had a lot of passion around digital to try and help their customers and prospects who walked in. But the most amazing thing I found from their model was that they are not just about their banking products and services, their digital products, but any kind of technology. So if you walk in and your iPhone isn't working, they're going to try and find a way to help you do that. And since then, all the other large UK banks have kind of joined on top of that to the point of where there's now a lot of digital education happens in the branch. And, and in the US here, I think there's a lot of financial needs kind of seminars that happen, especially credit unions are very good at that. But I don't think there's really what I would call digital education happening in the branches today. And my belief is that the universal banker role, which is still being debated, whether it's in some cases, is it really the one of the roles of the future? And I firmly believe it is. But as we move more towards advice and consultation with the emergence or dominance, I should say, of self-service for transactions, with more sales and consultation, having somebody who's a digital expert inside the branch, it just makes to me a logical next step of where Universal Banker needs to go. So I really believe the next big role in banking is going to be this digital ambassador role. So I hope we can write it down. Hopefully I'm right in a couple of years and you see that, but I firmly believe that the UK is kind of setting the bar and you're starting to see it now at some of the large banks here in the US. Bank America has now set up this role. Wells Fargo has a role being set up. They're all piloting it. So that tells me that they're kind of learning, they're kind of seeing it. And it's a real opportunity for the small community banks and credit unions to leapfrog because it doesn't take a lot of capital to really put these programs in place. Make sure you have the right kind of you know, executive buy-in and the culture to find out which model is really the most effective for you. So I'm pretty excited about the role, as you could probably tell. We're not talking about something hypothetical. We're talking about something real mm-hmm. that is happening right now. Right. No surprise. Branches are on the decline. 2017 reflected that. I think when the final numbers are in for 2018, we're going to see that. And yet branch deposits increased by 5.3%. How can financial services companies, in your view, leverage digital tools and technology to ensure that their in-branch experience is consistent and relevant? You hear a lot of organizations at least thinking about a tablet or thinking about ways that their employees can really educate their customers on all the digital tools that are out there. One of the great things I always admire when I was running digital for SunTrust and we had our online banking tool, there was a number of different calculators and things. This is a rich array of data that our team spent a lot of time making sure was on our online banking site. However, our folks in the branches had no idea that it was there. So a really easy way is if you can find a tablet and just pull up, if you have Wi-Fi in your branch and you have a tablet, 
pull up your suntrust.com or whatever your institution's name is and go right to the tools there and educate your customers very quickly on what's there. The other approach that I've seen work pretty effectively is demonstration areas. They're a little bit hit or miss with those, to be honest, because you have to find the right demographic for that to really make sense. But even more importantly, in the account opening process, it's so vital for each organization's sales process or needs-based conversation process or onboarding to make sure that they're at least talking about all the various digital tools and finding ways. And there's a lot of barriers to kind of get people set up before they leave the branch. But what a great experience to kind of match your digital experience if you can educate them on everything that's going on. But more importantly, you're able to have them walk out where all the apps are working, their sign-on works, and they're able to be uh, you know, ready to go whatever account they have as soon as they walk out the door. So to me, the tablet, it's very simple. It sounds like it's not necessarily a high-tech tool. Yes, you'd like to connect to all your systems, but even just taking in and having that as a tool to really be able to educate customers to me is at least one simple way and, and one really effective way to kind of get there. There's also that thought that for many consumers, a tablet is a must-have. It's something they're familiar with. Exactly. They see a tablet, they're instantly mm-hmm. more comfortable. In your view, what are organizations doing well to integrate branch into the digital network to ensure that there's a consistent and high level of customer experience? A lot of organizations have the digital and physical channels so separated that it's really hard to have a great experience for the customer and even the employee in the branch. And one of the terms that we kind of coined that retailers have used in our learning lab was digital. It's the combination of digital and physical together. And if you think about that kind of mindset and if you are able to get your executives really bought into having this as a priority, then you really start looking for ways, simple ways to integrate the two channels. And some easy ways to do that would be if you could start on an application online and like to complete it in the branch, that's the ultimate example of omni-channel, although systematically it's very difficult to do. So what happens is the people in the branches wind up starting a whole new application because there's different platforms, but also they're not incented. Well, why not treat the two channels, regardless of where an account's opened up, wire incentive plans, not just everybody who's in that area for the branch, and let them feel like they have a book of business, whether it's opened up in their channel or another channel. And most organizations that I talk to, they will really penalize the branch employee for retaking an application. Well, a lot of times the systems aren't there. Why would you penalize them? And more importantly, if I open up an account and I had chose to do it digitally, but I live down the street from the branch and I go there and all my other accounts are open there, why would I not give them credit for that on at least a branch basis or a team goal? There's just really little emphasis, and even there's actually a lack of communication when accounts are opened up digitally. The branch never knows. So how do you really get to know your customer in a branch who is trying to do their best to really have that great experience face-to-face if the customer doesn't feel like you know them when they open up an account digitally? And there's no better way for a branch employee to feel good about reaching out to a customer or their client because of the fact that they actually now have a reason to reach out. So I use that one quite a bit because I found very few institutions actually do that. Organizational structures really prohibit that from being something that is a common practice, much like onboarding when you do a new account, the call center reaches out and they do a 30-day or 10-day callback. Why would you not do the same thing if somebody opened an account digitally 
hey, welcome to such and such an institution. Thanks so much for banking with us. I saw you open an account on our online system. And by the way, just want to let you know we're here or we're really glad you added on. And it's just not a common practice that any of the organizations that we talk to. And yet there is the hope that it will become a common practice. We need people like you to get that message across. And very grateful that you were able to share these insights today. Very useful in terms of figuring out a way that banks can integrate the digital, the physical, and the best interests of the customer. Tom, thank you so much for being with us today. Thanks so much. Tom McDermott is co-founder and managing partner of Inver Consulting Group. He's based in Atlanta. You can look for Tom on LinkedIn. And here are three key takeaways from today's podcast. Number one, banks need to improve their approach to omnichannel to the point of mastery. A good example of this is the Amazon Whole Foods Synergy, where consumers who begin their shopping journey digitally can continue it physically in the store. In similar fashion, banks can build out ways that small business customers, for example, can queue up an on-the-go transaction in a parking lot, then finish it through the bank's drive-thru. Number two. Digital ambassadors have a powerful role to play in customer education. Few are doing it better these days than Barclays, the UK bank with 200 plus years of tradition behind it. There, bank employees take an active role in helping customers to understand and capitalize on the bank's suite of digital offerings. It's been so positive for customers that the high street bank with the stodgy reputation is now high on the modern disruptor list. And number three. Consider the mighty tablet. Yes, the tablet. They can serve as go-to devices for giving hands-on demos of your digital technology at work. When customers puzzle over the tools you have, tablet-based walkthroughs can also serve the dual purpose of getting their digital account tools up and ready to go. Developing effective talent management strategies is the key to a successful organization. But do you know whether your acquisition, retention, and development metrics are in line with your industry peers? Find out with BAI Talent Management Benchmarking. For more information, visit BAI.org research. And now BAI Banking Strategies brings you the aha moment where our podcast guest shines a light on that point in time where realization, revelation, or exploration made all the difference in their financial services career. When the fork in the career road arrives, making the choice almost always proves challenging and poignant. For Tom McDermott, the call to follow a path to the C-suite was indeed strong. But here he talks about something even stronger that sustains him to this day. Listen. About half of my career, I was a finance employee or a leader, and I had the opportunity to look at a crossroad of either going down the CFO path or going into the line of business. And I always had a lot of passion and really enjoyed the line side and asked to actually be moved over to that area. And it was a really tough decision because I, I think I was a really good finance person. I got a lot of accolades and people were really surprised when I went that path. But having made that move and kind of leading to where I am today, I'm very happy with that choice. But it is funny how a lot of my former peers are now CFOs at banks and I get a chance to kind of rub it into them about how they have to deal with quarterly earnings and I get to enjoy conversations with folks like you guys. So, uh, so yeah, I think I made the right choice. 
Thanks for tuning into our podcast. And here are a few reminders from yours truly and your friends at BAI. First of all, if you haven't done so, subscribe to our daily newsletter. It's free to sign up. And be sure to check out our ever-growing archive of podcasts. Also, be sure to check us out on Facebook, LinkedIn, and Twitter to stay up to date on BAI's latest and greatest. You can catch me on LinkedIn. Be sure to connect. I'm Lou Carloso, the managing editor at BAI. We'll see you soon. So long.